Raf, I know you from the internet, but just in case the people online don't, uh, what do you what do you do? Why do we know you? Uh, Yes, I am an extremely online person. Uh, I am a contributor to ComicsBulletin.com. I'm a reviewer, former editor. Uh, I also I am also, excuse me, a contributor for LoserCity.com, uh, as well as I've done some editing for them. Former contributor to a website called uh, SpectrumCulture.com. It's still active, but uh, I was there during its heyday within the first year of its launch. I do that. I run the internet's least funniest Twitter account uh, <laughs> at Bear Surprise, and uh, yeah, just venturing out. Uh, I actually host a podcast as well with uh, my friend Alex Thornton. It's called Noise Cancel. You can find us on iTunes. It's pretty good, especially in the episodes where we have moral dilemmas, because uh, Alex is from New York and lived in LA, and I'm from Cal- uh, Florida and live in California. Uh, so we, we have interesting dualities, uh, especially now that he moved back to New York. So we, we have some interesting chats about how much what we miss versus what we don't miss. And there's weird overlap. Uh, it's, a, it's a good listen. Not as good as speaker talks, but it's definitely <laughs> worth checking out. And uh, you host an open mic or trivia night? What, what's, that, I, what's that about? I, I do. I do. I host two. There's one I get paid for. It's a company called Sunset Trivia. Uh, and I host a trivia night called Unsung Genius at a venue here in San Diego called The Moreau. Uh, it's People call it The Marrow. Either pronunciation is acceptable. Uh, it is a trivia night I write myself from top to bottom as well as buy prizes for everyone. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's my ability – it's my outlet to flex on all of the encyclopedias I've read and all of, all of the nights I stayed at home in high school uh, because of my parents and the strict curfew. Uh, it's a blast, man. We just recently celebrated a year and a half anniversary. Uh, you know, we have a loyal following. It's not always super packed, but, you know, you got to let these things grow. Yeah, for but, sure. Uh, Literally every time a new team comes, they tell me how much fun they had. So uh, it's um, the closest thing I think of to describe it is if uh, any of your listeners remember the World Series of Pop Culture on VH1. Oh, wow. Yeah, which I actually <laughs> auditioned for. It, it's like that in terms of it, it's centered on pop culture, but every once in a while I'll try to mix it up. Like uh, I, I, There's a category I really like that I write called Tweets from History, where I will condense major events uh, into tweets with like fake usernames and stuff. <laughs> uh, it, it's a, it's fun. And then uh, I also, like because I'm a movie dude, um, I do a category called Das Booty Call which is you I'll, I'll read you like a short synopsis and the answer to that synopsis is a portmanteau uh so for example david brothers if i was to tell you it is the har- the harrowing story of uh german soldiers in uh world war ii who are tasked with helping jamie fox and <laughs> <laughs> and tommy davidson uh knock boots yeah what that's booty call be? Exactly. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Conley. Bye to you. Yeah, man. But uh, so we've got a Leonard Cohen song. Uh, tonight will be fine. Yes. This song is fine. melancholy as heck, man. Why did you choose this one? Uh, because I wanted. I didn't know what to pick because we've talked about so many different genres. Uh, the reason I picked this one is because you stressed the personal connection. You kept right on loving. 
I went on a fast, now I am too thin, and your love is too fast. Uh, and this song has meant a lot to me at different points in my life. And uh, it, it's almost like, and like this is going to sound funny, but it isn't. It's almost like, you know how Moonlight follows um, Shy- uh, Chiron through three different points in his life? Yeah. And they essentially have like echoes of themselves. This song has followed me through multiple points in my life and at different points has had different meanings to me. Because um, the thing about Leonard Cohen is that he was a very abstract writer uh he was uh he was a novelist before he was even a musician um and and he was also a poet uh and so he this song in particular the first time i heard it i was uh sad about girls and so you know it just hit the spot right because i was in high school and then like subsequently uh after you know what? The second time was also being sad about girls, <laughs> but in, but in a different capacity. The first time was like, you know, the, your high school unrequited love. The second time was a, an intense rela- a, a short but intense relationship that got broken up, and then the most recent, uh, the most recent uh, iteration was that uh, Leonard Cohen passed mm. uh, last year. And it's literally the first thing that popped into my head. And, you know, I cried because his music has meant a lot to me throughout my youth and adulthood. And that song in particular is one that I've always been really impressed with because of the fact that, A, it is super melancholy. And that's what he is known for. Mm -hmm. But I really enjoy how tightly expansive it is. Like, And we're going to get into that in a second, I'm sure. But, like, there is a lot going on behind what seems like a simple guitar strum two verses uh chorus and some whistling you know yeah (laughs) yeah no i was really struck by um like a lot of songs when i first hear them it's music first you know it's like what does the beat sound like but something Mm -hmm. about the way the music plays out in this song it draws attention to the lyrics yes like the fact that uh so when i first heard leonard cohen much less this song uh i was trying to learn to play a guitar and i had barely been able to master like two chords you know what i mean yeah like doing finger switches and then i heard the song and he's finger picking every last note and then strumming those chords and you're absolutely right it definitely does draw your ear and then like leonard cohen has that particularly impressive like baritone yeah and yeah, for sure and, and what one of the things about him that i love and what actually made me pick this song is that leonard cohen was a a midpoint man and by that i mean he got his start at the same time that a lot of singer songwriters did so he got lumped into a hole mm-hmm. uh and then at a certain point around the 80s, he got tired of it and struck out and did his own thing. And the big difference is, so he was knocked as being like, you know, a wave of Bob Dylan knockoffs, like, you know, heartfelt singer-songwriters, even though for my money, Leonard Cohen is way better than Bob Dylan. Yeah, no doubt. But in, in the 80s, he did a complete 180 and changed his sound completely. And it became very uh, synthesizer-driven and bass heavy and like a lot of uh a lot of uh female choruses 
to accompany his voice and also it went deep like his lifetime love of drinking and smoking continued to aid him and so like the leonard cohen of 1981 and like leonard cohen of uh, first we take manhattan is way different than the leonard cohen of like suzanne his first big song and of this one and then even then uh when he passed he released an album i want to say a f- it came out like four days like a jay dilla situation yeah. where it came out on his birthday you know it was like four days before he passed it's called you want it darker and i know from your smile that tonight will be fine will be fine will be fine will be fine for a while there was one thing when I was a kid. This mm-hmm. is going to sound ridiculous. You remember the album that Rage Against the Machine put out? There were all covers. Yeah, uh, they, they yeah, did the I cover do. of um, Renegades. Beautiful World. Called. Yeah, Renegades, which had great cover art. Um, but they covered mm-hmm. Beautiful World, which I think was a Devo song. <laughs> I believe you are right. Yeah. And it was my introduction to that song, and I really liked it because it was the first song I'd heard that kind of pulled the rug out from under you at the end, where mm-hmm. you know it's like it's a beautiful world um, for you, and then he kind of whispers, "Not me." Yes, and I was like, "Oh snap! Like this is storytelling." And yeah. this song kind of does the same thing, where he says, "You know, tonight will be fine," and he repeats it like you know three or four more times, mm-hmm. and he says, "For a while." Yes. What do you get out of this song as far as emotional connection goes? Is it just the resonance, like you've been here, and it feels good to have somebody recognize that fact? Yeah, yeah. I think the big thing I get from it is that um, it's nice when you're sad to feel like you're not alone and leonard cohen has been that voice for me for a very long time and in particular as i mentioned the first time that it was you know sad about girls situation i was like oh this dude gets it like you know he's hoping that uh this girl he loves will come by and then you know the second time when i was like oh i understand like you know someone told you they'd wait for you and you believe them and you you were both wrong to do it but now you have to move on and and then thirdly the the line that always gets me is in the third verse where you know he he goes all full sleeves and he's talking about i remember her body and she's moving her body so brave and so free if i've got to remember that's a fine memory and i know and then he says, if I have got to remember, that's a fine memory. And obviously I'm not doing him justice. So I'm not even going to try. But that part always, like, punches the shit out of my heart. Because a lot of exes that are significant to me, I sometimes wake up and think, you know, when you're in that mood and you're thinking about exes. Yeah. Uh, I wake up and that runs through my head because, you know, you you remember them the way that you remember them the way that Michel Gondry does in movies, you know, mm-hmm. snippets here, flashes there, even Godard, like in pieces. And, you know, sometimes it hurts too much. And like, sometimes you wake up and you have a memory that's been tainted. And, and I shouldn't even say that because it, it really isn't. But like to you, it is. Yeah. It's, it's like a sense. little bit toxic, but not objectively toxic. Exactly. Like, you know, without getting, without getting into it too much, there's this part, a particularly hard memory of a San Diego morning that very much ties into how I feel about this song a lot. And so like every once in a while, when I think about that, 
that I hear that same verse. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And it's actually, um, that caught me, I was going to point that line out if you didn't, because it caught me by surprise too, because it's something I've kind of been thinking about. Because mm-hmm. I'm on this um, self-loathing slash self-improvement grind. And part of that is like figuring out inner peace. Like, how do you make peace with the bad things that have happened? How do you keep your patience, you know? Yes. And, and the idea you, that, like, if you just keep it, if you remember, like, listen, this is a good memory to have, no matter how mm-hmm. much it hurts. Yeah. Can't have one without the other, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, 100%. Like, every time I think on that memory at the same time, I'm also like, ouch, like, but then I realized, like, would I trade it? No, because I learned a lot from it. And, you know, I'm, I'm in a better place now than I was then. Uh, but I, I understand because I'm going through sort of the same thing where it's like I as much as I want to just eat pizza all day, every day and ice cream and cake. I would listen to the Dumbbells podcast and I'm like, man, it really does feel good to breathe in gym air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, whatever your bag is. Some people like to run. I like uh, I like the air conditioned gym. And, you know, when you when you uh, rack those weights and you, you know, you did that, you know, you done did it. Yeah. It's always better when it's over. But in the moment, it's not that oh, bad. Oh, my God. Exactly. I listen all night for your step on the stair. But I know. Uh, we talked about the um, the line about the memory, but other than that, is there a, like one thing in the song that kind of stands tall to you as being a peak? Yes, I'm glad you asked because I was going to bring it up if you didn't. Uh, the whistling, the whistling at the end of the song, oh, where yeah. it's a uh, I believe there's a woodwind being played, like a recorder, and I want to say I read somewhere that that might have been his son. Oh, um, that's amazing. Yeah, but. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? After he does the the scatting, like la da da la da da la di da 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 da, and then you hear the recorder, and then someone joins in with like a breathy whistle, and the breathy whistle, the open mouth whistle, is definitely Leonard Cohen, but that recorder is someone else, and I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be his son, and uh, that part always gets me because. I don't know how to whistle or like I'm really bad at it and I can't do it consistently. Mm -hmm. But secondly, it's just like a night, like the song itself to me represents, it's the last song on his album songs from a room. And it just represents like a nice little slide uh, in terms of like, you know, you start at the peak of like, here we are. Then the next verse, it's like, Oh, here we are again. And the last verse is there we were. And then you have, you know, just like it fades in with plucking strings, then the vocals start. It ends with literally just absent-minded whistling, um, you know, which can, I don't want to say it's dissonant, but it's, yeah, it's definitely the complete antithesis of how we come in. As you mentioned, you were caught by how the music leads right into his vocals. Now we have nothing. Yeah. We're just make, We're just breathing at this point. We're just making air. Speaker